What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle car! Hey, behave! Has Paul Pierce reached out to Lamar Jackson yet? Has he clapped? Did Paul back? Pierce really poop his pants when he got uh <laughs> when he got the wheelchair? Is there is, is there a worse thing that's not that bad at all that is is actually just funny but you're embarrassed about the poop in your pants? Like no <laughs> no no harm, no injuries. People don't actually think you're a child, but they do make fun of you. But it's like endearing, you know, because yeah. everyone poops is a book. That everyone has read since they were a child. <laughs> but it's embarrassing. If it's you, it's not that funny, you know? Honestly, a guy, I'm always surprised. The amount of games you and I have watched is probably an unhealthy amount over our, just if we just looked at our adult lives, let alone our entire lives. But our adult lives, so much, you have just, we just have so much more access and more games are on television. Yeah. That more guys don't just take off to poop in the middle of games in general. Football, basketball, I guess baseball, you wouldn't know. But in basketball, well, we did like, with oh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I, I, I tweeted during the game. I hope Lamar grabs his phone, <laughs> likes an Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, I can't. But but the irony is like he claims that he wasn't and it was full body cramps. The full body cramp for a big time athlete has to be like, I, I can't move my body parts that dominate. Right. Like this. We got a problem. Yes. I, most Help average us. humans, we don't. Our bodies don't exert as much as you know. Our bodies never reach that point because we can't exert to the level that they exert. I've Ever. had one. I've told the story before. I, I had one mid-game poop incident. Uh, it was food poisoning, so it was it was like I thought I was going to explode during the game, sitting courtside at the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City, at Utah. I thought it was going to happen, and at one point, I looked down at my pants. And I, I swore my line of thinking was, I'm glad I'm wearing dark pants. Because if I defecate in my pants, maybe no one will notice. Um, and it came a point in the game, John, where like a big play would happen. This was in the second half. It hit me in the second half. And uh, my analyst, Ben Braun, like kept putting his hand on my back. And I finally turned around, like, Ben, get your fucking hot hand off of my back. I'm losing it right now. I'm ill. I'm ill. And it was, I didn't think I was going to throw up, but I thought I was going to shit my pants to the point that when a, there were a couple big moments that I didn't, I played it calm because I was afraid if I like expanded my diaphragm that the displacement would, would just shoot out of my, out of my ass. There's a three pointer by Keith Van Horn. I was super like understated. Yeah. And then finally, why didn't you just him, take, if you could do it again, why didn't you just take off and have him do it for 10, I was just minutes? so terrible. I was just like, I've never like leaving a game. It's insane. Like I've, I, I can't leave a game there. I just thought it wasn't an option, you know? And finally I said to the producer in the headset, like, and also you're just hoping you can make it. Like, I don't know where the bathroom is. Like the restroom yeah. at Huntsman center, 
you either got to go go up like a flight of stairs, like a big flight of stairs, or you got to find like the locker room. So I said to the producer, finally, I'm like, I got to go, man. He's like, go. So I took off during the, as soon as we hit a commercial break, I took off. The door to the bathroom is locked. As I'm like panicking, what am I going to do? Somebody comes out. I run in. And, um, you know, you can hear the PA system. You know, you hear the guy like, yeah. so I know how Buzz, much time I have. The buzz. Yeah. You hear the buzzer. And I'm sitting yeah. there and it's like, you know, it's an immediate relief. But you know what those things, there's always like a second wave. Sometimes there's a third wave. So I'm just like, well, I'm already here. I might as well wait for the second wave. Second wave hits. Boom. I feel so much better. I come out. I come running out. I can hear the horn. Like you said, you. I know like two horns, 30 seconds. All right. There's so much time I have. I probably missed a minute of like broadcast time, which in the game is like, you know, 30 seconds. There was a foul. Luckily, we had a sideline reporter too. Uh, Jill Savage, she she did it. They had her do something. Then Ben Braun. Then I sit down. Producer recapped me on what I missed. And off we went. And it was fine. And then it hit Ben Braun. He got, we had ate, eaten dinner the night before at the same place. It hit him post game. He had to run as soon oh, as he, the game was over. He got sick. <laughs> He, got that, that is he called me as I'm driving to the airport. He's like, I'm calling you from the bathroom. I want you to know it hit me too. And then apparently on his flight back to San Francisco it, or Oakland, it hit him twice again. What I don't understand is how it doesn't happen to more broadcasters. I know. Because you're all you're just eating out. You're just eating out all the, you're eating every meal. Yeah. Just from, a, I know. You guys, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, ditch diggers and broadcasters. Tough Job life, hazards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so now, like, I will not eat a pre, like, I, I'm pregame, but again, it's it could easily happen to you again. Like you can whatever. It's yeah. just unavoidable. Yeah, you, you ain't controlling it. No, you're not controlling it. But like I don't eat the stadium. It's like, oh, we got some barbecue at the stadium. I'm not doing that. Just give me a bar of some sort. And... But you're not Healthy you're not in control. You're not in control of your yeah. bowels. <laughs> poopy poopy Habes and Poopy Lamar. <laughs> I can confirm I Paul Pierced. Uh, podcast is brought to you by Ease. Ease.com promo code ham or promo code ham10 if you're a returning user. We appreciate you. Yep. E-A-Z-E.com. Go check it out. We got Dank the Halls, baby. Dank the Halls. Right now, take... This is how you support the podcast. Tell your friends. Any of them are into cannabis. If you're not, who's not into it, it's going to be all the rave over the next 10 years. They deliver it to your house. The Uber eats the weed. E-A-Z-E.com. Promo code ham. Promo code ham. Check it out right now. Edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals. You want a little lotion? I I can't recommend it enough. Ease.com, promo code ham. Happy Chronica. I think we're on the uh, sixth night of uh, Chronica, the seventh night of Chronica. Have you had any big, you do anything for Chronica? I lit the candles on night one, John. That's that's been the extent (laughs) of it. I've got the menorah, which was a a gift. Um, But um, wedding gift from our friend Whitey Gleason, in fact. Oh. Uh, But uh, so I think of... If if you ever if you ever have an uh, if you're ever going to a Jewish person's wedding, get them a menorah. They'll think of you every year. That is pretty smart. So there's a little tip. Uh, Maybe but, like uh, a big dreidel with both names on it. It's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Chronic, everybody! Dank the halls. Christmas is next week. I mean, Ease makes a great gift, and you support the pod. We appreciate that. Uh, Twenty bucks off an order of fifty dollars or more with the promo code Ham. If you're a first time user, if you're a returning user, Ham Ten gets you ten percent off. Do it. Do it now. Also, um, we're putting out another DraftKings game. Join DraftKings. Sign up for your DraftKings. Create your account. Use the promo code HAM. And then join our Haberman and Middlecoff League. Jump in with us. Do it right now. Uh, download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. I, I, I can't believe in the DraftKings, the company, enough. Uh, love playing uh, Daily Fantasy. I can't even imagine paying Fantasy over a year without being able to change my team every week. That when the new year comes, the golf season will start again. We got the Masters not too far away. We'll get that going. You can win money. You can take our money because we basically just give it away every week. I mean, I barely ever crack the top 50 when it comes to football. Uh, download the app. Promo code HAM when you download the app. Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Yep, you get a free shot of a million bucks when you do that. Also, I think, you know, you and I are not season-long people, but for people, I think the playoffs are happening right now. So all you, for all you people yeah. that are knocked out of your playoffs, whatever, get in the daily fantasy game with us, the Haberman and Middlecoff League. Uh, we'll have a game. We go 10 bucks, 100 people. So you want to get signed you know, up. You, you, get you know invite. what's great for DraftKings, guy? You know what the playoffs are for DraftKings? When the fucking playoffs start, uh, and we'll get six games that weekend. You know what we'll do? We'll have a DraftKings game going with six games. 
when the NFL playoffs are going on. So great. You know, that's that's the playoffs for for us yep. in the DraftKings world. We got a good Thursday night football game coming up. We do. Raiders, Chargers. Monday night football did not go the Raiders' way. It would have been very beneficial for them for the Ravens to lose. Paul Gunther is out. Your boy, Bold Brotherhood, Rod Marinelli, has taken over as defensive coordinator. Um but this is a, I mean, this is a desperate situation for the Raiders on multiple fronts. They got to win multiple games, and that's just assuming. Like I think some people they got to they got to win out. They got to win out. Three games left. Some people on our YouTube channel were very, uh, very put off by us uh, not accepting that Paul Gunther was the big problem here, and now everything is fixed. Right? We're talking about a team that, last I checked, as you like to say, John. Paul Gunther don't coach offense, and they scored six points against the Falcons. Last I checked, Paul Gunther don't coach offense. They scored two touchdowns through three quarters against the Colts until garbage time. So who coaches offense, guy? Uh, some little known upstart. I think he's like uh, I think that it's like a GA. They just pay him like base salary. I think. Yeah. Oh wait, no, okay. yeah. it's John Gruden. <laughs> It's John Gruden. And by and large, we've loved their offense. But Paul Gunther, like everything didn't get fixed this week because he got fired. Guy, I I think that the first three years of John Gruden are a letdown. Bottom line. That they're even in this position. That they have to win three games, which in what fucking world could you say, yeah, the Raiders probably win three straight. They just lost to the Falcons three weeks ago. They barely beat the Jets. They barely beat the Jets, and then they got destroyed, mollywhopped by the Colts. So the Raiders, like, I don't think they're going to win three straight. I actually think this Thursday night game could get a little weird. Like all of a sudden, oh, they're just gonna, they're just gonna house Justin Herbert. I don't know the best statistical rookie in the history of the league. Like the Raiders probably should win, but to just think that they're going to cruise to a victory against these guys, I don't see it. I, they're just going to play Miami Dolphins. Like I think Miami's better. The Denver Broncos, they got to go on the road to probably be snowing and cold. And the Broncos have actually played a lot better this last month. Uh, they played the Chiefs close. They they lost the one game when they didn't have a quarterback. They just housed the Carolina Panthers. Like they're playing good. So I again, the Raiders are going to be favored at least in two or three of the games. They probably favored against the Dolphins. We'll see. But I, I don't think anything's fixed just because Paul Gunther's no longer in the building. The Khalil Mack and Rod, and, uh, Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson and Romanowski and Howie Long ain't walking through that door. This is, I, uh, to me, it's just completely desperate. You know, it's like, it happens a lot in, I, I think, relationships when you get really desperate to do something to like, you get caught doing something bad and you get her a ring or when, when couples have kids when they don't even like each other or have a child and it doesn't... To me, this is a Hail Mary firing this guy with three games left, praying to God that it works, and I just I, I have a hard time seeing it working. Because yeah. the well, players, guy, because on in football, the, the players on defense, like obviously quarterback matters in the pros, but I can scheme random guys open on offense like... My corner or my linebacker can either run or he can't, right? It's just like my, my defensive end, like, God, these guys really scheming Aaron Donald. No, he's kicking the shit out of every offensive lineman he's going against. And I just, Cleveland Farrell ain't just like, they're scheming him. The YouTube no, comments told us enough. he was 12th PFF, John. He's just not good enough. I mean, he's just, Jonathan Abram is just bad. You know, in terms of his, his limitations are glaring holes for offenses, right? Well, and you need him to be your one of your top three players on your defense. That's the other problem, right? And here, here's the probably the biggest problem. Most teams in the NFL, Raiders included, if you have a good offense, the Chargers do, they have a top 10 offense, typically you have a good tight end, right? I'd say if we just look around the league, most good offenses have good tight ends. Some of the best offenses have had elite tight ends. The Raiders, Chiefs, right? The, the Niners when Kittle's playing. But a lot of teams are like, the Rams have a couple guys that are really good. The Eagles, like most teams have a mismatch at tight end. They got Hunter Henry. Well, who who did the Raiders draft to cover tight ends? A guy they can't really cover. Like that is his job, you know? The Dolphins have Gusecki. Yeah, he's a good player. Noah the Fant. Broncos have Fant. 
Yeah, he can, he can. He's a good player. Obviously, Hunter Henry. Like you're going against three guys in a row that are just good. Like it's so at the end of the day, like scheme him. Like that guy has to cover the guy. Like he just has to cover him. And yeah, he's I, proven he can't. I think the the now from the plus side for the Raiders, the Chargers and the Broncos, specifically Thursday night, the Chargers, they struggle to win games, right? Like playing the kind of football that can beat you. It's not their specialty. Well, I take that back. They play the kind of football that can beat you. It feels to me like the opponent is always more in control of whether or not they win or lose than the Chargers are. True. The Dolphins, on the other hand, have not been like that. The Dolphins seem to get the most out of what they have every week. They are a button-down operation, as I like to say. And they don't quit. And they play good defense. Like, and they Yeah, they play hard. So, And they're well-coached. Right. Like they are not, I would say the Raiders have been closer to the Chargers in terms of the type of game they play than, yeah. than the Dolphins. Right. I agree. The Broncos, whatever. But I just, to your point, the, the Raiders have won three in a row this year Browns, Chargers, Broncos. Right. So two of these three teams were part of that three game winning streak the first time. But it felt like they were playing better football at that point in time. Here, here's a simple fact. If John Gruden misses the playoffs and it's headed that way right now, it's out of the Raiders' control. And the things they don't control, it's not like, well, the Ravens get the Saints, the Chiefs, and it's it's broken the bad way for them. Right? Yeah. The Jags, teams that Giants, they need to Bengals. lose Jags, have easy Giants, have easy finishes. Bengals. And for example, the Ravens are a, a two touchdown favorite this weekend. Two. So it would be the biggest underdog winning if they were to lose this week in the league so far this year. Jack Del Rio took over a team that was 3-13, and and within two years, they were in the playoffs, and they just had an identity. Like, John Gruden's going to go three years without being in the playoffs. Like, that's just, that's awful. And given the hype, given the money, he's firing coaches. If they miss the playoffs this year, which, again, they are on the path to miss the playoffs, the, that's a disaster. His, his 10-year return for the Raiders has been an utter failure. I don't, there's zero... Ability to defend that. Would you agree with that statement? I will wholeheartedly agree. Give, given the hype for a decade that we heard about this guy, three years, it's what, a couple years, turnover roster. But this year, especially when you were six and three, I actually think the way they missed the playoffs this year, if it trends that way, is worse than just being kind of average. Like you guys were in the you guys were in the driver's seat. And you beat the Browns. The other thing that's crazy about the Raiders is how did you beat the Browns? How did you beat the Saints? How did you beat the Chiefs? And how did you miss the playoffs? Like, it doesn't really add up. No. It's something, a, it's something a good coach would not have found himself in this position. Well, it's why they failed the eye test, too. In addition to what you just described on paper, which is the ultimate failure, you watch them and you think, this is year three. Why do they look, well, why are they kind of this Jekyll and Hyde? Why don't I know what I'm getting week to week? Right? You would like Reflection to. Reflection of the coach. What's that? It's a reflection of the coach. Yeah. And here's the other thing. They've had this was a year where you go, all right, you've you've had to draft, you've had to draft, you've had good positions to draft in, have those players hit. You and I have said for most of the season, and I I've I will just speak for myself, I've watched Henry Ruggs multiple times and I've tweeted it, I've said it on this show that I think he's better than the box score. Like, I watch him, and he impacts games. He might have two catches, but he got a pass interference, and just the fact that he's out there opens it up for other people, whatever. But And you and I were talking about this before we started recording. It's been an incredible rookie year. For all the difficulties we thought rookies would have in the NFL this season because of the uh, abnormal camps, it's harder to learn the offense. Let's talk about offensive rookies. Offensive rookies have been major factors for good teams all over the league. And the wide receiver group was the one that we identified as the easiest one to evaluate because they were mostly players who we'd all watched. They were going left and right in the first 45 draft picks. And we were just going to be able to compare. We know if you took this guy, you took him over these three. If you took this guy at this spot, you took him over those five. And I watched Justin Jefferson. I watched Brandon Ayuk. I watched Michael Pittman. On and on. I watched CeeDee Lamb. I watched Jerry Judy. I watched Henry Ruggs and go, I love him. Well, I shouldn't say love. I, I think he's pretty good. I've thought that most of this year. But why 
is there not this point where his production, you go, all right, eight weeks in, and now his production really kicks up. I don't know why it hasn't happened. And when I watch him, you know what I think, John? I think, would he be having a better year on another team? Because I do think his talent's there. We saw what yeah, he did in that Jets game. That's a, that. I, I guess the short way of saying everything I just said is, I'm beginning to get a little concerned that he's not going to maximize his potential here. It's been less than ideal for a guy that talent evaluators, you and I, anyone that you can see the talent, it doesn't add up because the quarterbacks played well, right? It just, what's going on here? What's going on? He was the first receiver taken. The number one guy in the class. I mean, guy, he was a top, he was a 12th pick in the draft. You just say that out loud. Rather, whether he, 50 receivers went like they did or no, he was a 12th pick in the draft. Like that, that alone comes with really high expert, like, and then once you factor in, like you said, the other receivers, it's like, what is going on here? How is Brandon Ayuk with fucking Mullins running circles around his production? Yeah. Because he is. When I remember, like you think when I've watched Dante Pettis as an example, I went, no, I got it. And I felt that way coming in. Now he was drafted but much later. We're indicting the coaching staff, not Henry Ruggs. I don't watch Henry Ruggs and think, doesn't belong on an NFL field. Because he's running by people. He's, oh, I mean, he gets open. Yeah. Doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. I'm concerned about it. But I will say this. Thursday is kind of a game. This could be a little bit of a shootout. Maybe it's a big Henry Rudd's game. I hope it is for him because I want him to break through. Same. I was trying to think. I haven't done an official count, but it feels like this is his first primetime start as the Chargers quarterback. Yeah, I think he's got he got Romo and Nance one time. I heard Romo say that on a podcast, and that, remember, was his first start, yes. which was week two when Tyrod got his lung punctured. But other than that, the Chargers have not. I mean, they play in a ton of 10 a.m. kickoffs, it feels like, and they get buried at, at 1 o'clock in just the game that is not nationally televised. And rightfully so, right? They they are terrible. Yeah. Like, their record's terrible, though I actually think they're a watchable team. Like, you could throw them on Monday Night Football, and I think people would enjoy them. Right? They, they would pop, but their record doesn't pop. Like, to me, the Falcons are a good example. Like, I don't want to see them. Like, don't put them on Monday Night Football. But you can give me the Chargers at four and nine. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I, this this game on paper to me, Carver's Herbert. I, I'm in. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. And and really, with the exception of the game they played a couple of weeks ago against the Patriots, they have. If you just every game, you and I have talked and watched every one of their games. Yes. Can I give you a stat, please? Because I just pulled up the ESPN page of just. I clicked on Raiders Chargers on the schedule. And so it comes up the comparison of passing, rushing, and receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes up is Herbert and Derek. They're just numbers right next to each other. Justin Herbert has completed 31 more balls than Derek. Because we've been talking like, is Derek going to go to the Pro Bowl? We were talking about that like three or four weeks ago, right? Obviously, Mahomes is going. Yeah. You could argue Ben. You could argue. You know, I, Deshaun Watson's numbers are probably going to look pretty good. Josh Allen. I, Josh Allen, to me, is going. So it, it's it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, and who's going to be the third guy? For When the Raiders were winning, it was like, Derek's going to go. You could make the argument Justin Herbert's a pro bowler guy. He's thrown more touchdowns than Derek. He's got 25. A couple more picks, but completion percentage is good. He could end up easily with 33, 34 touchdowns, and he didn't even start the first game. Wow. And the Chargers, here's the other thing. Their record's not good. Their offense is a top 10 offense. Like, their offense is really good. By the way, Phillip Rivers, uh, you wouldn't think of it, but he's got more yards than Herbert. He's got 20 touchdowns, nine picks. It does feel like Herbert's more pro bowl. When I think pro Absolutely. bowl, like, Herbert's better. I saw this. Is it crazy to think that it's Mahomes, Allen, I think, are locks? The third guy is up for debate. I can see Roethlisberger not even wanting to go. Again, it's not even going to happen, but just whoever is considered. Um, is Herbert is, is Herbert the guy? You know, Deshaun. You have his numbers? Yeah, in front I of do. You? He's second in the league in yards. Okay. Uh, touchdowns. He's got, he's 69% completion percentage. He's 25 touchdowns, six picks. And how many rushing touchdowns do you have? Probably three or four. It, it's probably him. Uh, yeah. But this is what we're. I, I think part of this conversation is the Chargers right now are going. We got a quarter. For example, their division. If Mahomes is just in a different category, who else in the division? If you're, if if you and I run the Chargers, do I view Derek as better than Herbert? Like I wouldn't trade Justin Herbert for Derek Carr. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I don't think you would no. trade Justin Herbert for most quarterbacks in the NFL right now. <laughs> no. So it's they got to feel pretty good where they're going. And I think this is a big night for Thursday night just does like 15 million people watch. And like you said, I think a lot of people talk about him. And we play DraftKings, and a lot of people are, are cognizant of his fantasy numbers. And if you gambled, you just follow the scores. I don't think people true and the highlights, but just watching him play a game. I, I'd be shocked how many like big NFL fans that consume a lot of football really have seen a ton of Justin Herbert. Yeah, they've right? see, they saw him play Auburn last year in college, week one, right? See him, see him come on the red zone. Did you see McVay? Like Schrager tweeted that he talked to Sean and. Veronica, his wife, it was a good follow on Instagram. I get fiance. He was sitting there at like 10 a.m. watching the red zone. She's like, What do you want to do today? He's like, I want to watch this. She's like, All day? He's like, Yes. Of course he does. Like, you get one week like that. Like, you got to do it. That's a fantastic story. <laughs> um, how about this ESPN stats and info stat? Justin Herbert leads the league in touchdowns on third down. He has 13. Tom Brady has 11. Um, Ironically, since 2018, is this a good ma- guy? How is Justin Herbert? Are they kind of licking their lips for this matchup? Well, I mean, their offense. They are. <laughs> yeah, the, the Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen guy has 99 catches for almost a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. You know, I love Devonte Adams. You love he's a Fresno State guy. You could make an argument right now. The two best receivers in the league, just most consistently most dominant, are Devonte and Keenan. Keenan's on pace for what? 125 catches? <laughs> like what? Who's covering Keenan Allen on this team? Like for the Raiders, like nobody, Howard, nobody Herbert covers Keenan him. Are gonna, yes, no one covers him. I mean, he dominates. Yeah, no, it's this has to be kind of the this has to be a shootout. How, how are the how, unless Marinelli's got something for these guys on a short week? But what do you do? Change your whole defense on a on a fucking two day week work week? Three three five. You bring in Rocky Long. Well, the the line right now is three and a half. Raiders. That, favored yeah that extra point uh, i don't know chargers makes it a little interesting now i guess what could they really do on defense it, it'd be one thing if you had the full week thursday's pretty short right thursday i, I just really don't short. know that much that you can do differently plus at the end of the day like your players are your players so you're running zone or man like your, your corner out there is still your corner and i i got keenan allen and i got hunter henry that's what i'm saying i, I think this is a tough matchup for the raiders Bosa's kicking ass and taking names. This is, we've been saying all year long, I think Atlanta is the NFC version of the record does not match up with just the talents, the ability when the team is on. Yeah. And I I would say this team has a higher ceiling just because Herbert is just a much more explosive player 2020 than Matty Ice is, right? Yeah, and, and he is a threat to run, right? Uh, by the way, you were right. Deshaun has three rushing touchdowns. But Herbert's a threat to run. I mean, he has three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so I give him his deal. He is, you know, if you said, okay, defensive coordinators, rank the guys that s- stress you out over the course of a, you know, of a prep week, he'd be ahead of Tua. He'd be ahead of Baker, right? He'd be ahead of a, a lot of guys just given his physicality, given his arm strength. He throws the ball down the field a ton. Um, and they're really successful at it. He's got really good playmakers I, 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 around. I him. think if you if you talk to every defensive back coach or secondary coach that they've played this year, it's like God. He's he he makes me nervous. I got to tell my guys to like play cautious, right? Because yeah. I can't let people get behind us because they'll throw bombs. I mean, he throws bombs and he throws bombs on the move. He throws bombs from out of the pocket. He throws bombs from everywhere. But the other thing is like they have the best intermediate receiver arguably in the game. So it's like. Well, you just play off. Well, then Keenan Allen's eating you alive in the in the zone, right? He's just sitting there, and he's like slippery because he's like tall and long, and then he's just working through the middle. He's Keenan's one of the more bizarre players. It's it's a somewhat of a whiff by me. I had originally, I remember going in, giving him a late first round grade. A lot of people didn't like him because he was slow. He had a knee injury gr- too, didn't he? In college, knee injury. Yeah, he, he didn't run a forty, and I kind of group thinked it, and I moved it back to a third round. He ended up going in the third round, but like, if you were around that Cal team, they were terrible. He was a superstar. Like it was like God, this guy dumb. His quarterback was not good. His quarterback was a stepbrother, Zach know, Maynard, who's who's got to be one of the worst. If we looked at the Pac-12 starting quarterbacks over the last couple decades, he's might be honest to God might be the worst who started a, multiple years. Right? He was terrible. He was not good. And and guy, they they didn't just have Keenan Allen. They had C.J. Anderson, 
who was, I mean, they had offensive weapons, right? Uh, they had a couple other wide receivers that played in the league for a little bit. Marvin Jones might have been a little bit before that. No. Might have been his time, too. Like I'm, They had offensive weapons. What year did uh, Keenan came out? in 13, three, 13, so like 11 and 12, Keenan Allen played. Okay, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones was 08 to 11. Yeah, so he would have played on the team in 11. So they had C.J. Anderson, Keenan Allen in 11. Remember the Fresno State team played him yeah, with Derek? At, uh, I was at there. Candlestick? At Candlestick Park. That was actually 2010, I think. I'm going back through Cal's game log, but we can do this for another day. Anyway, <laughs> Herbert, man, I'm excited for him, and I think it's going to be – I, you know, it's the kind of game that maybe the Raiders can look – the Raiders can look really good in this game on offense. Yeah. Um, And it's – if they lose uh, and the defense gives up a lot, does does Gruden fire Marinelli? Uh, I, well, part of this is like the Chargers are flawed. They lose a bunch of games. Can you lose to Anthony Lynn? Who's that'd be a rough loss. <laughs> that'd be a rough loss. Yeah. You saw what happened at the end of the first half, right? Remember you told me about it. The Chargers trying to kick a field goal, yeah. or they didn't quite know what to do. It was a disaster. They ran the ball. They ran it. They didn't have a timeout. And then Anthony Lynn's like, "We can't." And they've run been the awful ball. with like, clock Anthony, management all year. Oh my! They've had that situation happen three or four times this season. This season, yeah. That same situation of like, what do I do? What do I do? And yet, Herbert in that environment has been really fantastic. So. Do you notice whenever you run off the field and you're a little late, even if you are like a borderline Hall of Famer, it happened on Monday night with Calais Campbell where he was in no man's land. Again, he's one of the, he's like NFL, he's literally NFL man of the year. He's been to like eight Pro Bowls. He came off, the D-line coach was mad and he's like kind of giving his side of the story like, bro, this, this, and he was trying not to get yelled at. Like it shows you that they're very strict about who's on the field when. Yeah. Like you have to listen. They did have you know, a point. Is- they had 15 players on the field one time on one, uh, the other night on Monday Night Football. There was 15 players on the field. <laughs> the Ravens. Yeah, I don't think that's just Calais's fault. No, I know. Well, that's why he was giving his side of the story. <laughs> He's like, I got off the field and we still had three other penalties out there. Here we go, John. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Save up to $700 on the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed right now. Everybody. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, guy, get on it now. Give comfort and joy, holiday gifts, comfort fit pillow, everyone's new favorite pillow. Oh, yeah. The ultimate uh, little fur throw. Foe is how you Here say that it? word with an X. <laughs> See, it kind of threw me off. I was like, uh, is that like uh, what Ed Ogeron talks like? <laughs> ultimate foe fur throw? Is that how you yep. say it? Uh, Ed irresistibly soft and cozy. Winter soft sheet sets. How do you, have you ever had great sheets, guy? You guys have high thread count sheets? We've got a few good sheets, yep. That was uh, one change in my life. That is, because as a guy, you just, you're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't really matter until you go to the other side. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it'd be like driving a really shitty car and then all of a sudden driving a Range Rover, which again, I can't relate to, but it's got to be like, you know, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to go back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I ain't driving That's why the I don't, anymore. I don't shame the celebrities when it's like, you went to a a, a, a global warming uh, summit and you took your private jet? It's like, well, yeah, you know what the alternative is? <laughs> Not private. Exactly. Keep going. Uh, yeah, silk pillowcase and a uh, nice sleep mask set, luxurious luxurious, soft, and sca- and uh, soothing. I-, I can't recommend this stuff enough. I love my friend's sleep number. You have a bed. I have a bed. They're the best. Quality sleep, more important than ever. We're in the holiday season. It's a natural immunity booster. It helps you with energy. It helps you with recovery. It helps you thrive. Balance your sleep. We are big. This podcast, we are big pro sleepers. And uh, I feel like we actually are pro sleepers on our Sleep Number beds. You can be too. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Comfort, joy, game-changing sleep. $700 you can save on the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed, plus special financing, or as they like to say sometimes, financing for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. John, are you a big uh, Debo Samuel fan? I'm a big fan of, yes. I'm a big Debo Samuel fan. Kyle Shanahan, the way he uses him, Debo is clearly a core player on offense, plays his ass off, gives you everything he's got, absolutely a playmaker. We saw it in the Super Bowl, right? In the biggest moments against the best teams, Debo Samuel is a guy you can rely on if he's on the field. Swiss Army knife. But like with like super good hardware in the Swiss Army knife. 
Yeah. Right. All the stuff he does, he does really well. Swiss Army knife with Wi-Fi. The problem is, the problem is he is just consistently injured. And we've got now six years of data going back to college. He missed a game in his rookie year. He had a little issue in minicamp, but he played the season. He missed the week seven game against Washington, had a groin, but played the rest of the year, played 16 other, uh, played, what is that, 15 plus three, 18 of their 19 games, right, including the postseason. This year he had the offseason foot, comes back, gets the hamstring. Now he's done again with the hamstring. He's only played five games this year. You go, oh, two games, I mean, two years, rookie plus this, not a lot of data. But I went back to college, John. He only played in five games as a redshirt freshman, hamstring. He missed three games as a redshirt sophomore at South Carolina. As a junior, he broke his leg, only played in three games. He played in every game as a senior. So he played 60% of his college games. He's now played about that in the he's played better than that 66% of his NFL games. But in the last six years, Debo Samuel has missed 38% of his team's games. College, four years, NFL, two years. I'm concerned about it. I understand liking this player. I understand why they drafted him. I'm glad he's on the Niners. I enjoy watching him. The number one thing I think they need to do moving forward when they're in these draft meetings, and guys like Debo come up. The separating factor moving forward when they draft. If two guys are equals, and they're going to be drafting potentially in the top 10 of every round, right? Who knows how these last three games play out? They easily could lose all three of them, especially if Nick Mullins has to start them all. The key guy is going to be durability. When you have something like Debo Samuel, just whoever his equivalent is this upcoming draft, at whatever position, corner, guard, you have to prioritize the guys that have played in the game. Because the one thing that's consistently happening to the Niners, the guys get injured a lot, but many of the guys that are getting injured a lot have been injured before. You have to prioritize durability. To me, that has to be number one of the number one talking points when the season ends and they convene as a front office, big picture, talk about who they want to acquire. Durability, durability, and more durability. Because you can't be consumed by the talents. When it, well, he's missing me like, because it can, keeps biting him in the ass, guy. Well, the other thing is, like you said, they're drafting in these spots where they're key, like it's their key player. It's Bosa that's hurt. It's Debo that's consistently hurt. It's Kittle that's now Kittle was not a hydro, but Kittle has battled injury, right? Uh, for the most part, Ayuk's been good. Ayuk missed some time, but that wasn't all injury stuff, right? We had the COVID nineteen contact trace, yeah. that whole deal. Remember, he did pull, he did pull a hammy, I think, at the end he of the did. camp. Remember, and missed some time. Jimmy's been hurt. Like they're again, I, I pulled hammies. Like people pull their hammies, but I think when you look back at Debo. This was something, if I had scouted Debo, I would have known this. But unless you really do a deep dive, no one's talking about a 24, 25-year-old redshirt freshman year. But that's what they talked about in the drafting room. And you dove into things that I didn't I didn't know he broke his leg. Like, I wasn't locked in on the SEC East four years ago. That, But, guy, that is a conversation, and it's easy. And I get it, right? Because he goes, well, he's, he was durable his, his uh, senior year in college. Then you have him... And here's the thing. Once you have him at the Senior Bowl, because remember they did, they're like, I love this fucking dude. Of course you do, because you're around him. And you go, well, but to me, the hamstring thing that happened young, and now it's happening again. And the way to me this one happened, it was like, whoa. You know, it just, it does feel like something that, moving forward, are you confident that, like, to me, Kittles has had some weird, like, broken foot. that Like, I don't... is this guy's hamstring always going to be an issue the next couple of years? Like he's already in year two of a four-year contract. Remember, he was a second-round pick. So like, you got two more years of cheap, and then you kind of got to figure some things out. Yeah. Like, to me, he's a guy. Even if he has a big third year, like I got to see it happen now two more years before I really feel comfortable. And again, this is someone that anyone in the league that watches would want on their team. Like this guy's a really good player, but you can't help the club in the tub. <laughs> And it's not even like, of course, he doesn't want to pull his hamstring. And I assume at this point they're doing everything humanly possible: the stretching, the fluids, whatever you have to do to, you know, the lifts to get away from the hamstring pulls. But it's pretty consistent now. His hamstring. And I would yanks. And I would guess there that maybe there are some guys with a hammy that that shut it down that don't try to make it back for a sub five hundred team as quickly as he I did. think Kyle a couple weeks ago called Debo one of the toughest players he's ever been around. Like well, that's not a question. And, and he not. he calls plays for him like he's one of the toughest players he's ever been around. Right? Like Debo. Yeah. We haven't seen him really in the NFL with a contact injury, thank goodness, but he takes a lot of big hits. And one other thing I read was the year he broke his leg, he there was actually a chance he was going to make it back, and then he sprained his foot in rehab. So he didn't actually make it back that year. 
Now, who knows if a broken leg, who knows if you come back the same year. I'd have to do a deep dive on this, just hearing that story. He does feel like a guy, and this is a positive, who ain't a big sit-it-out guy, who ain't a big, like, I'll just chill this year in the fucking training room. Like, no, he wants to play. And there is a balance. Like, this is a good example this year. He pulled his hammy a couple times, and he keeps coming back. It's like, well, he's probably going to come back. I wonder if he almost rushes it back because he's just, the way he's wired... He ain't wired to, like, get out of bounds. Like, he's wired to lower his shoulder and fucking light guys up. Same thing, like, I'm not wired to just hang out with the trainer. And I think Kittle, who we'll get into here in a minute, is kind of like that, too. It's a hard balance you have to strike because you can never have enough of those guys, that mentality on your team. There's a reason last year when the Niners stayed healthy, they started hitting guys with Mike Tyson right hooks. And most teams in the NFC... Like, the Vikings are a tough team, and they were just not KO'd them. The Packers, I mean, they embarrassed them. Like, the only team that could really hang with them is Seattle, and they're crazy as fuck, too, up there. You know, so it's like, it takes, like, that's who the Niner, and that's what I appreciate about Kyle. He likes the crazies, but I do think it's when they get hurt, there's a balance to, like, because it's counterproductive. This year, at the end of the day, Debo pulling his hammy in that game, Pro, it doesn't impact anything big picture, right? At least in the in 2020. But let's say the Niners said have been five and eight, were eight and five, and like they were trying to make a wild card push. Like he's like he's really important. So you have to find and strike that balance, which is hard. Yep. You know, it's like how how's it like Debo? Just chill. Like you don't want mm-hmm. that, but that's that that they're your asset. Yeah. Right. And they're your most important players, like you said. And they only get more important as the years pass, as your team they gets get more, more expensive. expensive. Yeah. And so you your depth suffers, right? And we've talked about, like, this is a year Kendrick Bourne's been good for them this year, right? He's picked it up in games where other players were out, like Debo. But we, it's going to be hard for Kendrick Bourne to be on this team again. He's too good. How's he going to be on the team next year? You know, he, he just someone could pay him. If the Niners can pay him two, some team can pay him four and a half, and he's just a winning player. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, that's and that's where you just... The next Kendrick Bourne might not be Kendrick Bourne. But if you have Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk on the field, it doesn't really matter if your Kendrick Bourne is some random, right? But he has mattered the last couple of years because last year they just didn't have Ayuk. And this year, Ayuk and Debo just feel like they're never on the field at the same time. But if you just get those two guys on the field at the same time, like part of the thing when you watch Seattle, for example, it's like Lockett and DK are just always on the field. Like You can rotate some of the other guys, not well-known guys. Historically, like uh, you know, the the some of the great Peyton Manning teams and Patriot teams, like as long as you got two sweet options, like you, your third, fourth guy can just kind of be rotate rotational role players. Yeah. But when one, when you take away Gronk, like on some of those Patriot teams, it always had left a huge hole. Yeah. Like the Niners are going to be very top heavy with those three guys next year, right? Yep. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Yep. I and then they're stable of running backs. Oh, right, John, badass. Former guest of the podcast, a guy that apparently has just an endless supply of glasses. In fact, Zenny. I'm reading the story about him, Kyle Shanahan's comments on the 49ers website. There's a Zenny ad embedded, no accident. <laughs> yeah. Fractured foot, week eight, George Kittle, trying to come back. Feels a, li- feels a little Lake Up, Warriors, KD, Iguodala, and everyone. Give him your partners, just kind of vertically there's a, integrate. There's a lot of hands in that pot, there's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, maybe, you know, we'll go 31 guaranteed, but we'll get you a consistent million dollar. Uh, That's right. It's kind of genius. It is. The, you know? the Zenny ad might have been part of the contract extension. Although I will say real quick as an aside, there is one football ad that's been airing nonstop this year. I still can't figure out. Cam Chancellor and Tostitos. I don't understand. I, f- I think Cam might just be neighbors with like a Tostitos executive. Have you you know that ad I'm yeah. talking about? He's like making nachos. That ad's been running all yeah. year, and I don't. Isn't it? Isn't it with it. another pretty famous player? Not though, sure too? who it is. They don't put his name okay. on the screen. Okay. Yeah. That might have been a that might have been a get right. You know. Yeah. It's something. Back there's the something more there, and I can't figure out what it is. Like, was he going to do the coin toss at the Fiesta Bowl this year? Like, there's something else there. I can't figure out what the activation Good. was. I hadn't but, thought. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. All right. It's Cam doing Tostitos. Earl Thomas disappeared. You know, you just never know. George Kittle, John. Yeah. Do you want him back? Uh, I saw that George Kittle could potentially practice either this week, but definitely probably next week. Under no circumstances at this point. And let me repeat, 
zero chance. And, and I get it. And we just talked about Debo and Kittle in the same light. Like, I love having that mentality. You know, you, you, it's just it, coaches always harp on, and I think this is true in life, that you would much rather have humans in your building, in your job, that you surround yourself with. You have to tell to calm down than ones you have to kick in the ass, right? To I, get going. I had and a George defensive is, coordinator say it this way to me just doing a college game this year. I'd rather have guys that you got to say, whoa, than you got to say, sick them. Well, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kyle's done a really good job of getting the whoa guys. Like, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And that's what you want. Like, you, you want, hey, hey, Brady, Gronk, Edelman. Like, you, go home, guys. Like, you don't, we don't need to get this extra lift. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that's, you win with guys with that mindset. The 49ers are not going to make the playoffs this year. It's over. I cannot risk the, I think you, if you just say best players in the Niners, it's just Bosa and Kittle. So it's like those two guys are two of the best players in the NFL when they're on the field. Just non quarterback. They're elite. Both of them are like, when healthy, could be top 10 players on the fucking top 100 list. I can't have him tear his knee or something in the last three weeks. I, I it just, it cannot happen. Like, I, and I get it. Like, he, he's going to be going, you just paid me. I, I, I'm a football player. I'm in Arizona. They kicked us out of Santa Clara. I'm here. I'm watching the games in the stands with Jimmy eating popcorn. This sucks. And I get it. And it's, it's, it's one of those hard conversations that, Part of being a coach, you just have to have. And and this is where I think Kyle, being a six-year guy, being they just paid him, Lynch, the big picture understanding, I, I hope that they have that conversation. Because I, I do think they could easily, listen, it's football, you can get hurt. Like, he's one of our best players. He wants to play. But think about it. In a couple weeks, it's Arizona. That Arizona game, week one, again, football's random. Like, George just, bad throw by Jimmy, goes up, Buda Baker, Normal tackle, even remember George was like, listen, he did nothing wrong because he didn't. Honestly, it almost felt like a season. It was like, did he just tear his ACL? Remember that's what everyone it was. I, know, I, I just I can't risk it, guy. I can't do it. And uh, I think it makes it. And the Arizona and Buda Baker and the Rams defense. Or, who who they play a week? Is it the Rams? No, they play Seattle. Who You talking about the, who the Niners finished with? The Niners finished Arizona, Seattle, yeah, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it. It's a great point. It makes it a lot easier to do this when you've paid him. It's a lot harder to do this when, when you haven't paid him. The guy's for. like, no, 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 hold on. I, I'm I'm also in the business of me, and that's not George does not play that way. And you said it with yeah. Debo. None of the Niners don't have guys that act that way. I wouldn't even expect. We threatened to, to yank the Zenny ad. We, we, <laughs> we can break the Zenny partnership up. Yep, that's <laughs> you know? right. You'll be doing. We it. We be can doing take Kirkland it. glasses before you know it. <laughs> um. But it's one of those, hey, we've taken it's it's a everything we do now as an organization, right? If I'm the Niners, this is what I'm saying to him, is about taking care of you financially and physically. And what's best for this team is for you to be 100% when we hit camp next next year. That's what's best. And the what we gain by you playing this I'd year. Even, I'd, even, I'd even say, guy, just going into January, February, yeah, exactly. just so you can have an enormous offseason. Yep. You know, just be, and I, I can't risk you even just breaking a leg or, you know, how, just, about, no. how about just an ankle sprain that sets back your off season conditioning by a month, right? None of that. None of that. Yeah. What do we gain by this? Here's the other thing. We don't gain anything by winning, George. We, yeah. we, I mean, we want, we'll try to win. We might be good enough to win, but. Yeah, do you like playing with Nick Bosa? You know, you don't remember how we got Nick Bosa. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, do you want more Dante Pettis's? Because we, we we want some good guys. Yeah, you're right. I think the conversation because it, it would be tough. I I, don't, I just don't think fundamentally George would be cool with it, and he shouldn't. And I'm that that to me fires me up, right? If I'm Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch, that fires every coach up. Like they they all talk to a man on any level. Like I'm glad this guy wanted to do that. Right, but and it's not the way Kyle is, or John like, probably think either. Right, Kyle tries to win every no, game. Like no, that, po- that. Honestly, it's not. It's it's counterintuitive to just what the sport stands for. You only get so many bites at the apple. Herm Edwards has talked about this forever. Like it's it's the one sport where you do all this work. Like in baseball, all you get to do is play. Even in basketball, it's like they really practice. Like reading about the Clippers, fuck, they never practice. LeBron does his own shit. Like you just play in football. 
even as an NFL player, which by far is the most games, I bet they really don't feel like they get play that much, right? Yeah. Because the offseason's so long. You do the OTAs. Like, I do all this shit. I just want to play. And he and he's got a lot of this year taken away from him. Just as a competitor, I I guess my point is I could see it being a contentious conversation. But he's there. But it's like you right? guys are the boss. He's there with the team this time, this whole time. Yeah. Sit up in the Well, and part of it, like, let's just say him and Jimmy. Like, I want Jimmy to come back. I, I got to see some more reps. I, I need more information, right? Kittle, you you're, you and Jimmy aren't in the same freeway right now. That's right. right? Like, I, because part of my deal is I have no problem bringing Jimmy Garoppolo. Let him play the last couple of weeks. To me, Jimmy and Kittle are not in the same sentence, right? Right. Kittle I actually, playing, I agree Jimmy with that. Will. Because Jimmy did, if Jimmy had looked great before he got hurt, fine. But he didn't. Yeah. You are, do you agree with that? Like I, I yeah, would bring I do, Jimmy the, back. I, and not I agree with that. On, it's risky. It's risky with Jimmy too. Like he could get hurt. You you could you could argue don't bring him back. I could hear I, that. But I, I have no problem if they do. The problem is Jimmy does make them better. If we're talking about draft position. Yeah, but Kyle just might be. I understand if he's like I. I can't. You tell me Jimmy's available and you want me to do another game with CJ or Mullins. Like I'm not doing that. Um. Here's the thing with Jimmy, and it's probably week, not. week 17. It's it's you'd have to like. There's so many different scenarios. There is potential like the division could be over. Seattle's playoff spot could be set. Probably not, but you just never. I mean, we're still three weeks away. Uh, right? You know, look, I would, I'm just saying that they could I, be tanking too. I agree that him and Kittle aren't in the same conversation. If it were up to me, I probably wouldn't play him either. I, I I'd probably lean that way too. Ah, uh, it, it just depends. Because here's the thing: you might just end up with him as your starting quarterback next year. You might not get a starting quarterback in there. You, like, you just you might not get Matt Jimmy. Just might be your week one starter next year, right? Well, guy, the, the chances are, are. I mean, for as much as so, we're going to talk about it, and you better believe we're going to talk about it, I'd say the 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 percentage chance of him being the starting quarterback is way over fifty. Yeah, so in it's just it probably doesn't make sense to. I mean, it doesn't make sense to play him. Even though, th- what would you put the starting co- Jimmy Garoppolo starting quarterback 2021? 75 plus yeah, percent? It's high. It's high. Yeah. It's, it's high. high. Um, but just, yeah, the more I think about it, and even counter to what I said a, a minute or two ago, just thinking more about it, it's like, what is he going to do something week 17? They're like, oh, he found his groove. We're good. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I'm saying he could yeah, go 35 of 50 for 375 yards week 17. And what are we going to say? He solved all the problems. Don't draft a quarterback. No, doesn't really change anything. No. So, I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Seattle's defense terrible." Yeah, well, and they might be right. <laughs> Although the last time he played <laughs> Seattle's terrible defense, <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good. That was a bloodbath. But anyway, I mean, you know, Mullins, CJ, whatever. I th- this is what it is. I'm not getting worked up about the way these last three games are going to look for, from a 49ers perspective. I, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to beat them in the sense of. You lose out, and when you look at the draft order, the Niners, if they did lose out and went five and eleven, they could easily get to like six. There are a ton of teams at four and five wins, guy. Yeah, I mean, you got Carolina, Atlanta, Dallas, which that would change. What what numbers Carolina starting at four, like fifth? I'm sorry. What are you What are you asking? Like, do you have the the? I just have the two teams? different conferences. Let me you on a full league standings. Is that what you're saying? Just go league. Like, I, I think the fourth team is really really high. So we've got uh, we got the Jets drafting first. We got the Jags. We got the Bengals. Those teams all have zero, one, and two wins. So like, no one else yeah, has that those teams win totals. Then here's your four wins: Carolina at four, Atlanta at five, Dallas at six, Chargers at seven, Texans at eight, Eagles at nine. Five win teams, Giants at 10, Niners at 11, Broncos at uh, 12, Lions at 13. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I would say maybe even starting at Atlanta. Let's say Carolina's probably going to end up, they're not very good. But starting at Atlanta, Atlanta could easily win two of the next three or win at least one more and get to five and 11. The Cowboys beat the Niners. You have the same record and you'd be above them. The Chargers will know, I mean, they could win a couple games. The Texans, I mean, they just have a great quarterback. The Eagles are just a bizarre team. The Giants are playing their ass off trying to win all these games. Like you see, I, I just think the Niners, if you lose out, could easily just damn the Niners are drafting six. Well, and if you win too many games, like right now, the Niners have five wins, so they're not that far from six wins. The worst picks position for a six-win team is Washington. I think I just counted. I think it's seventeen or eighteen. You could also end up at seventeen. Now, probably not. To me, I, I think you're. You're probably between eight and eleven 
which would be good in terms of, you know, just you don't have to trade up that far to get to like five if you just win one of the next three. Because if you look at a lot of the teams, like the Broncos will win another game, the Lions probably win another game, the Patriots will win another game, the Bears probably end up eight and eight, the Vikings eight and eight. Like you just, a lot of those teams, I, I think, just have more going for them right now than the Niners, right? Yeah. I think this game's huge though, guy. Because if the Cowboys beat them, the Niners are equipped to lose the next two games, right? I, I, I think best case, they split, which still, like, they, they're going to be underdogs in both games. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I mean, I think their margins are thin enough that, like, if Seattle, well, I guess Seattle is probably going to need to win, right? Yeah. To me, the way that they're lucky, like, if Seattle had a two game lead right now and it'd be like, oh, they'll just be set and win the division, that's just not going to be the case, right? And who knows with the way the Saints, Seattle could be playing for. Is it out of the realm of possibility they get the one seed? Uh, I, I mean, mean a lot can happen. Four, in the last three yeah, weeks. Green Bay ten and three. New Orleans. Who does New Orleans play this week? Chiefs. All right. So let's say they're ten and four. So yes, the Packers. The Packers. Panthers. Okay, that's a win. They're eleven and three. Then they get the Titans and then the Bears. So Seattle could really need to want to win that game for the one seed. You're right. Now and the Rams technically have the same record, and I think they have the tiebreaker. Seattle's got Washington and L.A. Rams. That Rams game's big. They're going to beat Washington. Dwayne Haskins starting this week. Alex's legs not. Feeling Thank good. God, John. We haven't talked about this, but when they were working on his leg. And they're like, they weren't, at first, I don't think they were, it's a calf strain. But at first it wasn't, I was like, what is going on? He's walking around and it did cross my mind. Like, have we seen, is this it? Thank God it's not, but. I felt pretty good that it was just something weird happening in his foot. Like, it's just, I I think his leg's his leg now, right? Yeah, that's what they say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's easy to say it, but I do think to get cleared in the NFL, what he went through, I. If it was 1992, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't think they'd give a shit about any of this. And it's clear they didn't. I think now with the doctors, with the liability, with the money, even if Alex is like, I don't care, they do care. Don't you agree? Like, I I just think it's hard to, it's like, you can't get a mortgage now in 2020 if you don't have the documents. Where in 2006, like, you could buy a home... I could say my binder was worth a hundred grand and they give me a loan. Like it's just, I don't think you can get on the field, say what you want about the NFL. And for a long time, they clearly like, I just got a little, uh, some cobwebs, shake them off. Th- those days are clearly mm-hmm. over. I actually think they get a little too cautious on some stuff. Like going to the blue tent. It's like, bro, just fucking shake it off. Let's go. I hate the blue tent. It always bothers me. Like, what are you guys hiding in there? I know. You didn't have the blue tent for 40 years. I know, it, but I will say this. They basically just did the blue tent for Twitter. But the, here's what the blue tent does help with is now, like it used to be you weren't really paying. You see people going into the blue tent. So you're aware when somebody has an issue. Always. Like, you can't sneak into the blue tent, right? Everyone, like, it's noticed when you go into the blue tent. Whereas before, they might be working on a guy on a sideline. You didn't really notice they were really talking to him or looking at him or you didn't. You go in the blue tent, you're just announcing something's up. Yeah. So that's in that way, it's kind of helpful just when you're watching a game. But I wonder how many people sneak in there to take a leak. Like on the ground? Just in a bag or something. Yeah. We're just on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you see you the puddle rolling out that's the back. Kosher? Huh? Did you just pee on the ground? Uh yeah. I think it's I mean, it sucks if you're then stuck in there for an injury after somebody just like I had three cups of coffee think, and had to pee on the ground in I, here. I, I, I would imagine maybe if it's hot, like in like uh, September in Miami, it could be like, ugh. In like Cleveland, if you were to go in there and pee on the ground, it'd be but so you know cold what? you wouldn't yeah, even Yeah, in Miami, you don't, you don't, you're sweating so much, you don't, you don't even need to pee. Yeah. Well, that's where I think like Lamar, who got the cramps. Yeah, let's bring this full circle. One thing I think gets very difficult for football players or anyone that needs to hydrate in freezing cold conditions because even when you're on the road in the hotel, it's freezing cold outside. You're like, I, I, I don't need to drink. Like, I'm not that thirsty. But you do have to really hydrate. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hearing coaches in college and the pros, like, forcing guys multiple Gatorades on the plane, multiple Gatorades when they hit down. And guys are like, God damn, I'm not even thirsty. Yeah. But it, it, you start using that quick. Especially Lamar running around like a fucking, you know, uh, I mean, the guy is an incredible athlete. When he runs, it's like 
just a gazelle. It's like this is just beautiful. You just think this, in your head. You just and... think that you just think like <laughs> here we go, right? Just something's about to happen. Well, to me, every time when a guy looks like he kind of has him, and then he kind of cuts the corner, I'm like, oh, that guy ain't touching mm-hmm. him. And then he kind of gets around, and then the safety has to come up, and he gets the extra five, and he gets out of bounds. He loves throwing out the stiff arm. There is not a player that I remember that I don't like in terms of like I wouldn't have drafted him. I said like I don't think it works big picture. I wouldn't pay him. Yet I really enjoy the human. I enjoy watching him play. Now I don't think it's I don't think it's going to work in the playoffs, but I do enjoy him. Yeah. And I think a lot of players like you know that I don't like, I usually don't like watching. He's not one of those. It helps too. He's on a really good team, right? So his games matter and he makes these he has these moments that matter all the time. He's he, I think he's fun. Yep. You know, there's he, he is fun. All right. There's a there's an element of fun with sure about, Lamar sure Jackson. Fun. Big fun guys right here. Big fun guys, John. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun. All right, on that note, get in our DraftKings Peace. games. Later, everybody. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.